Welcome to In Plain Sight, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Conceal. Conceal is the creator of Conceal Browse, a lightweight browser extension that converts any web browser into a secure, zero-trust browser, providing protection against ransomware and credential theft attacks that bypass other security controls. To learn more, visit conceal.io. I'm your host, Heather Engel. Here with me today is Carolina Ruiz, CEO at Briar and Thorn. Carolina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'd like to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role. Yeah, definitely. So as you mentioned, I'm the CEO of Briar and Thorn. So Briar and Thorn is a managed security service provider and a cybersecurity consulting firm. I actually started as an auditor. So that was my first job about more than 10 years ago here in cybersecurity. And I migrated into SOC operations until successfully migrating into the management role. So you could say it's been a long winding road, if you will. And you're headquartered in Latin America, is that correct? Correct. So we both are an American company and we do have a Mexican subsidiary. I myself am Mexican. So I have always kind of loved that, you know, development that the country offers. There's a lot of talent here. So for us, it just made sense to expand into Latin America. And for myself personally, obviously having such talent in our country, I'm excited and I was really excited to take up that role. I'd like to start by asking you, what are some of the cybersecurity challenges that you see in Latin America? So I think ultimately Latin America is very interesting as a market. So it does face the global challenges that most country faces, right? So come pandemic, we saw our rise on a lot of the threats, especially when we were working from home. Specifically in Latin America, what has thrived, I would say, is digital fraud. So that has been skyrocketing these past few years. And I think it's due to a number of factors, one of which is the awareness that the user community has, and also overall kind of where cybersecurity is in a scale for most businesses. So that really makes it a market that is really primed to be attacked. So we have seen that increase over the years. Mexico and Brazil definitely are on the top of these countries that are being targeted, and the majority of the attacks are hitting more on the digital fraud side, I would say. Tell me a little bit more about what you mean when you say digital fraud. Are you talking about ransomware? Are you talking about social engineering or something entirely different? I would say all of the above. So ransomware, definitely. With the global market as it is, ransomware obviously also hit Latin America pretty hard. But I would say identity theft is really common. I would say the banking industry took a large hit, which is why the banking companies or financial companies are really the ones that are taking that extra step and making sure that their user base is educated or has some awareness around cybersecurity because culturally that's not where we find. So I would say if I talk to, for example, my family members, and this happens a lot, they ask me what I do and I talk about cybersecurity and it's like I'm talking to them, like I'm <laughs> doing something that they don't even know what they do. They just say, you're working with a computer and not to obviously speaking of my family, but I think it is really representative of where we are at cybersecurity. I think it's not common knowledge. I think with the development of new technologies, with online banking, 
with fintechs, all of this has happened in Latin America, but we are lagging in the culture aspect where we aren't really cognizant of what happens with our data. What can happen with my data? So I still hear this from business owners where they say, well, who would want to hack me? And if you recall, this also happens in other countries, by the way, but I would say in the U.S., that was more commonly something that I would see business owners do about five to 10 years ago. So business owners right now are as concerned of why would you hack me or what can you get from hacking my company, but rather they know that they're going to be hacked. And I see that Latin America is still very much in that stage where cybersecurity is something that only happens in kind of the big leagues, the big companies. And I think that is another challenge that is very unique to Latin America. The awareness and the culture is still very much immature overall. Yeah. And I think if you don't work in cybersecurity, it can be really hard and maybe feel a little bit overwhelming to keep up with these things, especially, you know, when you're talking about family members or friends that don't have that kind of background. Exactly. I mean, I think ultimately you trust the companies that are working with you, especially on the banking side and the financial side. And I think sometimes we're overconfident on what they're doing to protect our data and are not really cognizant of the fact that we are also sharing that same data in a lot of these platforms. And we're just kind of concerned with getting it now, right? It's digital, get it now. And we aren't really thinking about, okay, what could happen? Who could be interested in my data? I'm just a regular Joe, right? Someone that isn't handling large amounts of money. I'm not rich. So who would want my data? Instead of thinking of, well, this is a business. So it's not about who you are, but it's about getting that data, selling it for someone else for multiple purposes. So I don't think the context is there culturally. And I think that is one of the bigger challenges because it's not only seeping into the regular population, but that also permeates into business owners. So I was on this call the other day where we were talking about doing security services for a business, small to mid business. And one of the directors was saying, well, I don't see the purpose of having someone actually review alarms all day. So why don't we just have it send an email? And for me, it kind of signifies where we are, right? We don't see the value in cybersecurity yet. We don't see the value in protecting against these attacks. It's more of like, it's not going to happen to me. So as the CEO of an international company, in the U.S. and abroad, there have been a number of regulations that are aimed at protecting privacy and giving users more control over their information. Is this also a trend in Latin America? What are you seeing there? Yeah, definitely. So this is a trend by, I would say, a default of Mexico, Latin America, working with the EU and U.S. companies. So I'll give you an example. GDPR came into effect and very shortly after Latin American companies came with their own legislation that was derived from GDPR. Now, very similar rights. Now, what the difference is here is that the implementation of these regulations really come across because there was a requirement for businesses. So that means that I am a Mexican company and I'm doing a business with a European company. So I'm pretty much going to want to try to keep the same standards to ensure that our business doesn't get impacted and we lose business and all that. However, the implementation 
sometimes isn't where we expect it to be. So there is sometimes a legislation, but it's overtly broad or it's not very clear on what happens if you breach it or there aren't really enough mechanisms to enforce it. So I would say right now we're having that moment in Latin America as a whole, in particularly regarding legislation and making sure that we aren't just focusing on financial institutions, which has been, unfortunately, where the legislation has focused, and we aren't doing a very broad set of legislations that really aren't enforced and don't have a lot of details as to how you need to follow these. So we need to make sure that we also have those mechanisms in place to make it successful, and I think we are moving towards that. There are a lot of new legislations that are up to being approved by senates which are focused on not only disclosure of cybersecurity but what happens if you are breaching a contract or if you have a breach in data so what are the penalties because up till now it has been kind of very gray area we say it but we're not really saying it kind of thing so i'm hoping that with these latest incidents that have been very public in latin america that really helps solidify these regulations that are in the table and speaking of regulatory compliance you know you have a background in risk management and auditing as well as security operations what do you see in your practice as far as how regulatory compliance really impacts cybersecurity in latin america I would say that a lot of the companies that we have worked with that have a mature program in place, to be honest, have implemented it majorly because there was some compliance issue, meaning industry-wise there was a regulation that they had to follow, or even international, where a lot of the clients that we work with have like PCI or something similar to that effect. And that really has been the point that business owners would say, okay, I have to invest in cybersecurity, not because it's best practice, but really because it's a wise business decision. So that is how compliance and regulations have really helped a lot of the bigger companies start pivoting into investing in cybersecurity. As we increase that regulation, I will anticipate that that will happen with other companies. So there was a couple of newer legislations that were released last year that also included not only large companies, but medium-sized companies. And so we have started to see that. And it's not for a lack of a lot of the D managers in IT or cybersecurity wanting to implement these best practices, but it's really having the investment, right? So not only permeating the industry and cybersecurity, but also the business. So the business needs to understand that this is something that they need to do. And oftentimes regulation is the way to do it. So unfortunately, oftentimes the change has to come from, hey, you have to because it's something that the industry requires versus you come to a... <laughs> to enlightenment and say, oh yeah, it makes sense. It, it's honestly, that's what's going to move things along further, I would say. Yeah. How do you see AI impacting cybersecurity both now and in the future? I think there's not a question that will impact it. I just think that ultimately how it'll impact it will vary. I think oftentimes we see AI as something mystical as of sorts. I see sometimes people saying like, oh, well, there's AI. I don't have to do anything anymore. And I say, okay, that's probably not quite where we are with AI. <laughs> so there is kind of that misconception of what AI is. 
especially with ChatGPT. It came out to like the general population is now familiar with it. They know what it is and they know how they can benefit from it. I mean, to be honest, in the industry, it has been around for years. Most tools already used it. The only difference is now they market it heavily <laughs> into using it and potentially obviously modifying from using kind of traditional to generative, but that's another topic. But I think ultimately what it'll do, it'll change in two ways. So the first one, it'll help optimize a lot of the processes. It'll help having a lot of the security analysts that are spending large amounts of time just sifting through the data because we're creating an incredible amount of data. And so that is oftentimes a very, very difficult task for security operations to sort through. So I think AI will definitely help in that and make sure that we are more productive in that sense, that we are more driven to focus on things that are critical versus having to sort out through all this junk, if you will, to get to the bottom line. However, I do anticipate that it'll happen on both sides, meaning if you are on the blue side or purple side, it'll also happen on the attacker side. So that means that we're going to see a lot of these threats being powered by AI, by generative AI. And so we need to make sure that we're prepared for it. Now, talking on the regulation side, my concern with AI is just overall privacy. So a lot of companies are using BAR or using ChatGPT, but they're inputting confidential information into essentially something that is not guaranteeing your privacy or confidentiality. And it's learning based on that. So with that said, I think there needs to be a push for regulation for AI, but there also needs to be a push internally for companies as to how you're going to handle it and making sure that it is handled the proper way so that AI can be an asset and not a vulnerability. Yeah. You know, and like you said, it's both an offensive and defensive capability. And if both sides aren't using AI, then it's going to get a little bit lopsided, I think, in terms of who's winning that cyber war. Exactly. I think it's silly if you think that AI is not going to impact any industry at this point. I think the best course moving forward is to make sure that you are prepared, that you have a plan as to how you are going to implement AI, not only on the cyber sex side, but as a business. Yeah. And this has been a really interesting conversation. So just to wrap us up, is there anything else you'd like to share? Any final thoughts on anything that we've talked about today? Yeah, definitely. I think ultimately what we were trying to gauge is that Latin America is a very complex market. It is full of opportunities and change, and it is right now in a point where the tides are turning. So I think it's a really great opportunity for Latin America to stop being kind of lagging behind the industry and come into the forefront in cybersecurity with what has happened. There is a lot of talent in Latin America. There is a lot of really interesting companies that are looking at cybersecurity in a new way. So I'm excited to see about what those changes are going to come to. And I'm hopeful that those changes will be positive and they'll push us into the forefront in cybersecurity. Carolina, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. In Plain Sight is a cybercrime magazine podcast series sponsored by Conceal, the creator of Conceal Browse, a lightweight browser extension that converts any web browser into a secure, zero-trust browser providing protection against ransomware and credential theft attacks that bypass other security controls. To learn more, visit conceal.io.